G'day, dorks, and welcome into Lords of Dorktown, a podcast all about anime, cartoons, and video games. I'm your host, Philip, and the dork joining me tonight is none other than the cartoon cunt himself. <laughs> it's Tyson. G'day, mate. Fucking came into that one with a weird energy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey. Oh, it's uh, been a while yeah, since man. I've been in the studio. How you been? Pretty good, pretty good, man. It's been it's been a big week for me. Uh, Ten dollar buckets of popcorn chicken are back at KFC, so oh, I know um, cholesterol's up. It's looking good. Yeah, I've been like hitting the gym lately. Oh, really? Yeah, I have in case not. You can't tell. I can't. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've been trying to eat well. Oh. Yeah, and it's so hard because I fucking love popcorn chicken. Oh, it's so good, man. Like I'm, um, I've determined to like I've I've set myself a mission. And it's to find the cure for depression in the bottom of a KFC bucket. Yeah. No, I'll get there. I used One to f- bucket at a time. I used to fantasize about being like a millionaire as a kid and like going to KFC and getting one of the big buckets full That's of the best popcorn feeling. chicken. <laughs> like, a $10 bucket of popcorn chicken is like yeah, I wanna, the best amount of popcorn I chicken. I want to ask for like one of those big buckets though. And like and just fill it. it. Oh, yeah. fuck the dream. Yeah. I've, uh, I've recently started doing a thing which I'm – Almost ashamed of, but kind of not. <laughs> Where from now on, if I'm ordering like fried chicken, just your standard original recipe at KFC, I'll just ask for the pieces I want. Yeah, that's what I've always done. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I don't. I I'm like thighs. Yeah, thanks. that's all I want. Fuck the rest off. I want. Yeah. I want. I want seven thighs, please. <laughs> yeah, they get a bit chuck one. Dr- when chuck one drummy in there for yeah, the measure. I'm like, yeah, I'll mix in drumsticks if like they're starting to get shitty. But yeah, fuck it. I want the thighs. Man. Oh, it's the best bit. Oh, <laughs> you're fuck. only just discovering that. Yeah, literally, because I didn't know that was a thing until I was ordered KFC. Was no, the like, customer's always right, bro. You go in there and you say, "This is what I want." <laughs> I just give me like, them thighs. I kind of feel like a dick doing it, but also I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. I want thighs. Yeah. Best fuck. best chicken. Um, uh, yeah. Please sponsor us, KFC. That'd be nice. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> the dream. I've actually, I, um, oh, we should probably talk about this off pod, but I've, uh, I read, <laughs> fuck it. I reached out to, if I need to edit this out, I will, but I reached out to a body pillow company oh, that make really? anime body pillows oh, just to be yes. like, come on, guys. Fucking That'd be the collab best. of the century. Yes. Oh. Uh, Fucking hit us up, dogs, if you would buy a body pillow that was sponsored by this podcast. Yeah, and then they'll do special ones. Look oh. like us. Fuck. <laughs> the triple you XL. already have the, the neck beard yeah. look to you, man. They just <laughs> pop a fedora on and you're fucking... <laughs> Chuck a few chicken tendies in my fingers. <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh, uh, man. But this is the first episode of March, A Memory, A Madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you don't know, March Memory Madness, this whole month of March, we are kicking it old school. We have picked some of the biggest topics of nostalgia anime, I'd say. Yeah. Basically, everything on our list is also a cheese TV series, so we're kicking, uh, hitting two birds with one stone here. That's anti-animal language. Peter's not about that. It's feeding two birds with one scone. I fucking hate that. (laughs) 
What are they going to come for next? We're not here to fuck spiders. But no, we're not <laughs> not here to pleasure spiders and then let them go afterwards. Yeah, we're not I here fucking to hate that so much. What? Feed two birds with one scone? Yeah, because like, no. Yeah, what? How? How you thought of the bird's feelings though? Yeah, but <laughs> what? Scone. What happens if the birds hear us say that? No, we're debating about the wrong thing already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck it out. So to kick off March Memory Madness, we are doing a great debate. We're doing the greatest debate. I have a little intro lined up. You excited? I'm so excited. Let's do it. Debating has existed since the dawn of human thought. From ancient Greece to modern day political races, debate has been used to settle arguments and give the gift of creative thinking to the masses. Some of the greatest debates are described as battles of wit and intelligence, more thrilling than brutish men swinging sharpened steel towards one another. Today is no different. Two titans who are neither qualified nor experienced in debate square off to argue one of the most hotly contested issues, plaguing society as a whole. Is Yu-Gi-Oh! GX better than the original? Debate. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Oh. <sighs> uh, I'm, all, I'm all hot and sweaty from that one. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I really... I, you surprised me. You, you take... You, <sighs> Thank oh. you. Thank oh. you. I'm just going to take a victory lap after that one, I reckon. Man, uh, it's good to know... It's time to... Debate. So That's good. The best. Uh, so, as uh, you are arguing for the, I'm arguing for the affirmative, saying that Yu-Gi-Oh GX is better than the original. You are arguing, arguing for the negative, saying that OG is better than GX. Yeah, the, I'm the logical side. <laughs> sure. Um, do you want to kick things off, considering yours is the OG? But you're the. I know, family. but it just feels right for you to go first. No, you have to go first. I have to go first. Yes. It feels weird starting with GX, but anyway. We'll start with GX. Chilling out with the crew in the schoolyard. Finding trouble now, but looking too hard. Well, back at class, they never taught us this. Something you gotta learn in this. Tough times, hard climbs. We'll take them on together. Right now, let's go. So Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, in my opinion, the superior Yu-Gi-Oh! between the OG and GX. I think GX is better. And I'm going to argue a few points, but mainly the thing I want to talk about is growth and change. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is a journey of growth and change, taking place 10 years after the events of Yu-Gi-Oh! A young Jaden is on his way to Duel Academy, running late. <laughs> when he happens to bump into none other than Yugi Moto. Seeing the potential in young Jaden's eyes, Yugi Moto, Yugi Moto <laughs> gives him the gift 
of winged Karibo. This chance encounter spirals Jaden into the world of Duel Monsters. End of Duel Academy. Now, it's, it's a bit of a different pace from Yu-Gi-Oh! The Original. I'm just going to call it the OG from now on. The original is this kind of adventure action thriller with this backdrop of ancient Egyptian mythology, which is cool. But GX has something a little bit extra because it's set in a school and the first season's like this slice of life comedy based around dueling. It, it kind of hits a lot softer in the first season and by far the first season is the worst season of GX. By far. With every season afterwards gaining in momentum and pace and character development. I really want to emphasize with GX that the, the, the things that it brings to the table are growth, change and development. <laughs> so Jaden Yugi, our protagonist, he starts off as this very broy, laid back, couldn't really care guy. By se- and that's season one. And by season three, he is this broken, PTSD suffering, emotional, like emotionally drained human being that only wants to save his friends. And there's this whole plot line that happens throughout season two and three where Jaden is feeling kind of he's feeling the pressure of always being picked as the hero of everyone relying on him and it's an angle that we don't see taken with with a lot of these animes especially animes directed at kids the hero is always the hero and he never falters and we see Jaden falter in this and i think it's a big a big thing for a show like this to show weakness in the in the pro tag especially weakness on an emotional level so for emotional development and being able to you know for kids struggling it's something that they can you know latch onto. this gives relatable believable characters but (laughs) there is a but Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is and Yu-Gi-Oh! OG are both victims of four kids they're both victims of the of the um, distribution company four kids who handled the English dub now Yu-Gi-Oh! GX has uh, is missing about 150 episodes of dub that have never been dubbed. Um, so a lot of the more in-depth storyline can only be found in the sub. So I watched a bit of subbed. And the changes that happen in the sub to the dub are phenomenal. Yu-Gi-Oh! GX subbed is a very more adult, very more real, and very more sinister show with Jaden Yugi actually having a whole storyline where he is possessed by a mass-murdering, war-criminal, genocidal maniac. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot to Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. And I think my closing statement for this kind of synopsis will be, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX is more than a show about dueling. It's a show about people. <laughs> Floor's yours, Tyson. Okay, radio. Let's well. do it.
that just sink in a little bit i mean so, i know we're not taking score here but i'm i'm just gonna put a little tick against the original because that is a slapping intro oh i know man oh. like sure gx is like fun and sing along but that man that invokes that invokes the idea of mystery it gets the intrigue flowing it really sets the tone for this amazing series which tells a tale of young yugi moto a timid young boy who loves all sorts of games, is often bullied. One day, sitting around, he solves the ancient puzzle known as the Millennium Puzzle, causing his body to host a mysterious spirit with the personality of a gambler. From that moment onwards, whenever Yugi or the rest of his friends are threatened by those those with darkness in their heart, this other Yugi shows himself and challenges all dangers to the shadow games, which reveal the true nature of someone's heart. The loser of these content contests often being subjected to a dark punishment, the penalty games. Whether it be cards, dice, role-playing board games, he will take the challenge for anyone, anywhere. As the series progresses, Yugi and his friends learn that this person inside of the puzzle is actually the spirit of a nameless pharaoh from ancient Egyptian times who lost his memories. Amazing. Amazing. So amazing. That, I really do think that... Sets the tone so well for this. Yeah, like it's a bit of mystery. It's, you, got, you got this whole ties to, the, to ancient Egypt. The, understandably, the first series... The um, dual games where they, yeah, I think that's the name of the arc, where they go, it's pretty wild when you watch the beginning and it's like, I'm just going to play three blue eyes, white dragons because the rules of the game were not developed yet. The whole first series was made when there was no actual rules. There was no actual game, um, card game around yet. So there was some pretty wild stuff that goes down. Amazing. So much development, so many great characters introduced. It really sets this. There is no, it is the framework. It is the foundation for GX to stand on. You learn, learn so much about these characters, the duality in someone. It really teaches you a lot about yourself that you can be a timid, shy boy. But if you let some creepy man into you, you can learn to be strong and amazing (laughs) You can help out your friends, even if they are really dumb and only put monster cards in their deck. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> He's no. from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> My red eyes, black dragon. <laughs> I <laughs> love how you think that. Red eyes, black dragon. Joey, there's only monsters in your deck. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, continue, sorry. It's, it's great. It's got good, amazing fucking 
um, different arcs. It even dabbles into something that Sword Art Online will love. <laughs> they get to they have a virtual reality thing where they go in they go into virtual reality and um, I don't I only know it as Noah's Ark because it's Noah Kaiba trying to take over people's um, trying to possess people so that these four big wig five big wigs possess people and try and come back into the real world. There's it it introduces you to the most iconic cards from Yu Gi Oh ever. Exodia, obviously. Red Eyes, Black Dragon. Red Eyes, Black Dragon. Blue Eyes, White Dragon. The most famous, arguably, of all Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Dark Magician. It's it's great. It's it's amazing. Also, imagine making like, oh, we're going to make the second series of anime. This anime is built around this group of ragtag teens trying to save Yugi's granddad. <laughs> no, let's make it in a school. That's never been done before. Oh, a dual academy. That's original. Also, let's make the new protagonist see card spirits for no reason. It's never explained at all. They take away this amazing, like, millennium puzzle. The whole, mil- the millennium items is, is just amazing. You can't, you can't go past this series. This is Yu-Gi-Oh. This is, there is no, GX, sure, it is a great continuation, but if, Series one ended and finished with the 200 and something episodes, 206, I think it is. We would be happy. That's my closing statement. Why? Why bother? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Very good. So I think we'll move into like a little bit of a free discussion maybe. So I'll kick things off. How about we do a rebuttal? Let's do a rebuttal. Um, Okay. Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Toy Story 3, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. What do these things have in common, Tyson? They're better than the original. Now, I have a few things to say. (laughs) What are you drawing? Are you writing hieroglyphics? My notes are much like ancient Egyptian, (laughs) hard to decipher. Anywho, now you mentioned cheating. You mentioned the rules of the game. Now, Yu-Gi-Oh! is based around the TCG game Yu-Gi-Oh!, obviously. Trading card game for those not in the lingo. Anyway, you know, <laughs> not my first TCG. Bit of FTK, you know, OTP. Anyway, um, cheating. Now, <laughs> now, Yu-Gi-Moto is famously the most corrupt player in the history of Yu-Gi-Oh! Can you... Deny that fact. He has the heart of the cards. No, he has the heart of a cheater. <laughs> he has the he heart of the cards. Uses it. <laughs> there are you go, listeners. Go out and Google on the device you're listening to this. Top ten times Yugi Moto cheated in Yu Gi Oh, and you will find a lot. You'll probably find ten. Probably ten. <laughs> in a list. Top ten. I'm guessing by Watch Mojo. <laughs> yes, I watched it today. <laughs> <laughs> Any who. Yugi is a cheater. Jaden is a true, true duelist. He is honourable. He is upstanding and he's enthusiastic. And he doesn't need some ancient-ass pharaoh 
coming up all in his business, doing his shit for him. He's definitely not honourable. He is. He's a little prick. <laughs> no, he is in the start. He is in the start, but he develops and grows. That's what I say. They put you him go- on a pedestal because he can miraculously see card spirits. No one else That's knows he can explained. see spirits. There's a few people that can see card spirits. It's fine. Yeah, they don't come in until there's w- another person gets introduced. Where I think it's like season, season three. Oh, is it three? Well, no, Chaz, Chaz um, who, by the yeah, way, I'm going to talk about Chaz. <laughs> he can see his card spirit of uh, Yama Yellow. So he can see card spirits, but that's because Yamaletta Yellow reveals himself to him. Or Chaz is just cool. But let's talk about Chaz while we're here. Because there is a character archetype in Yu-Gi-Oh! that is used in every series I've seen so far, and that's the spoiled rich kid. We have Seno Kaiba and Yu-Gi-Oh! In GX, we get Chaz. Now, Chaz is an interesting character. Because he starts off with this snooty rich kid, um, in obelisk blue, um, he's automatically played as the villain and he's Jaden's enemy. And we've seen this before. We see it with Kaiba and we see it with Chaz. These rich, spoiled rich kids who just play big monsters and don't really have like a a set kind of strategy. Their their main goal is just to get the biggest monster on the field straight away, win the duel. Right? Can you argue with that? No. Okay, Chaz does that, and Chaz loses. And because of that loss, he goes through a personal journey of growth and change. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, I'm fucking... If this was a year 10 fucking assignment on journey, I'd be fucking nailing it. But anyway, Chaz goes on a journey of change where he leaves Dual Academy. He goes to the Arctic at Dual Academy. Yes, there is two <laughs> Dual Academies in this world. One is in the Arctic. Yeah, convenient for mm. everyone. All his cards fall into the ocean, and in despair, he is saved. And, cards, and he has to build a deck. Cards falling in the ocean. That sounds really similar to something I've seen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> It fucking that's happens right. like five <laughs> times in GX. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah, also, mm, Obelisk Blue. Mm, what are they piggybacking on? Oh, the Egyptian god cards. Iconic. We'll get back to that. Put a pin in that because I have a rebuttal. Anywho, <laughs> um, Chaz has to build a new deck with new cards, and but he can't find these rare expensive cards that he's used to, these big monsters. So he has to build this hodgepodge deck of just random weak cards. And then he has to fight to get to the top of this new school. So he does 50 duels. And over those 50 duels, which he wins every one of them, <laughs> he discovers that Dual Monsters isn't about strong monsters. It's about heart. (laughs) Every card has value. Everything has value in this world. Chaz learned a lesson, Tyson. A lesson that we all need to learn. Value is everywhere. Everyone's important. It's almost like... Journey and change. A lesson that... Sort of half-assing lessons that Joey learned about building a deck of not just trying to get the strongest monsters in there getting in some magic and some trap to make strategy or almost like kind of half-assing the journey that Seto Kaiba learned that, you know, being the biggest bad guy isn't, isn't the best thing. And to be humble sometimes it's almost some, like sometimes every one of those changes, Joey's still a dipshit from season <laughs> one to season. Black Dragon. <laughs> he's still a dipshit the whole time. Kaiba is still basically evil the whole time. No way. He's got Mokoba to take care of. <laughs> Marco Bar. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're copying. It's it's the same. They've yeah, repackaged. but they've done it better. They've repackaged Joey's, the same thing. Joey's so-called enlightenment, knowing that all cards have value. It, he just learns to put 
to build a basic <laughs> deck. Yeah. Chaz learns that everything in this world has value and that just because something's not big, strong and powerful doesn't mean it's not worth holding on to, Tyson. Can't you see what I'm saying here? Mm, it seems like you're putting a little bit too much into this. Mm, it's almost like I've been chronically depressed for about a week and a half watching <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. <laughs> Anywho. It's just the... The OG really, it's it sets up this amazing world. It sets up this amazing game, admittedly. I probably should have set it up before it started. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that's the first season. And it's fun. It's cool. It's wacky. I'm going to play all five cards of Obelisk the to- of Sorry, of um, Exodia. Exodia. The Exalted? Um, the Forbidden yeah. One. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, of Exodia. Just because, you know, no rules. No rules. I'll play five cards. I'm going to summon Blue-Eyes White Dragon with no... Sacrifices, because you know, mm. no rules. No, but this is this is a journey of self-discovery. The Pharaoh has to discover who he is, what it means. They discover that Yugi is a bit of a badass. Yugi and the Pharaoh get separated at, at some points. Um, do, he y- has to Yugi discover. has a duel with the Pharaoh, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, a sick episode. That is that's so how, good. That is the climax, the perfect crescendo to mm. this whole thing. That is then ruined by stupid school-based anime. School-based. Why did they? The Duel Academy. It's like that is such an original idea. Like but all of in, the other ideas in the world, it makes sense. Sento Kaiba set up Duel Academy to seal, to, to hide, and base protection on the uh, the three legendary Egyptian god cards. In the law, Duel Academy is built on top of the tomb that is containing the three great Egyptian god cards. Therefore, he build, well, He thinks he builds this academy to train strong duelists. You've got security already there, strong duelists to protect the strong cards. So what a metaphor that that really is, that it's like, oh, look at this fantastic base that we created with the OG series. Let's just chuck a shitty little school on top of it. No. That'll, that'll fix it. Let's chuck an in-depth, extremely, <laughs> extremely well thought out duel academy on there. Also, with such rules as you get sorted into your house based on your skill level. Obelisk blue being the strongest. Ra yellow being the second strongest. And Slifer Red, the slackers being the weakest. It's it's a metaphor for this class system that we are struggling little, by. They put a hat on top of you. Oh no, wait, that's another that's another series that they've copied some shit from. Harry Potter. Damn, yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, oh look, there's these different classes and they're different groups and oh let's let's sort people out based on yeah, their personality but, types. But it's not personality types, it's it's pure dueling and academic skills it is a it is it is a small contained metaphor for what the larger world holds and it's this (laughs) oppressive tyranny of strength that is rallying against us tyson also we can't go past the the hair okay yeah i will much like the intro i will give a big old tick for oj for the best hair in all of anime is it though (laughs) I mean, it's great. What's but better? It's a, have you ever seen like photos of people cosplaying and they've tried to do their hair? Yeah, exactly. It's fucking great to look at. <laughs> it's so. It's like it's black and red on the tips. Okay, uh, but then pur- it's got, I would say purple. Yeah, but then it's also got these blonde lightning things. bolts. 
Yeah. But it's also the way it's framed <laughs> is it's, it's two dimensional. Like there's no 3D depth yeah, to it no, because it's <laughs> fanned out. Yeah. Up. Uh, and he turns sideways and it's got this really awkward angle. It's so <laughs> bad. It's the best. And then every every fucking protagonist after that has had to have this crazy hair. Jaden's being the most Jayden. lackluster. No, he also breaks the why. Why are all of their first names beginning uh, with why? That changed in the dub, though. His real name is Yuki. Yuki Jadamoto or something. Yeah, like something like yeah. that. Um, but like talking about character designs, like uh, I'll give you Yugi, uh, Yugi Moto has some of the greatest, uh, anime hair ever committed to screen, but like we get characters like Zane, uh, Tristale who, who uses the three headed cyber dragon, which is an amazing card. We get, we get characters like, um, what's the dude's name? Uh, Tyrano Hassleberry. <laughs> who has a dinosaur bandana and has dinosaur braids and yeah. wears a dinosaur tooth necklace. The um, guy's carrying around a crocodile everywhere. Yes, so. Jim, crocodile cook. <laughs> yeah, he speaks with a straight accent. You're beauty. The, the, it's fucking great. The, you, God, you got to watch it in sub too. Oh, <laughs> man. Just, I might even – I'll write that down. I've got to upload a clip of him in the in the sub. It is, it is hilarious. Talking about good characters though. Duke Delvin, when I saw when I first saw him, I wanted to get my ear pierced and hang a little dice from my ear. Oh, uh, is that the Dungeon Dice guy? Yeah. So is so that cool? That that spin off um couple of episodes, is that in the first season, Dungeon Dice Monsters? Mm, I think that's in um Dual City. I mean that's gotta arc. that's gotta be a negative mark for Yu-Gi-Oh! They weren't even they didn't have enough faith in their main crux of the show that two seasons in there changing up with a whole arc based around another game. Like it's, it's obviously signs that they had no faith in this. Yeah. Well, it was, you get on formula the whole time. Mm, yeah. It's almost like they have an amazing base to stand on. Yeah. And they stand higher than the base. Yeah. They that's are how better. bases work. Yeah. You want it would be a pretty terrible base if you stood <laughs> lower than it. <laughs> Don't you reckon? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's like, yeah, here's the foundation. House is underneath it. <sighs> oh, fuck off. Um, don't come up me with your tradie lingo, like foundation <laughs> and base. Also, Pegasus. Maximilian Pegasus. Maximilian Pegasus. The worst awesome. character ever made. But what? He's so fucking shit. He's so cool. Cool? Toon Land, Toon World. Oh, okay. World. His cards are cool. His cards are cool. His He's character cool too. He's no. got a fucking false eyeball. He's trying to revive his dead love. He's he is fucking terrible. He's so bad. <laughs> He's barely in anything. And when he finally, like, admittedly, his deck is cool. And watching him duel Yu Gi Oh in the Duel Island arc. Is that the arc called? I Definitely it's, not. It's Duel something. The Island arc, anyway. Mm which is a great arc, by the way, is that's the only shining moment he gets and he's built up to be this moustache-twirling villain and he's just kind <laughs> of a little bitch. He's cool. Yeah, but we get villains in Yu-Gi-Oh! GX like the Shadow Riders. Yeah, it definitely has a darker tone to it because they realise that more people, um, like more older people will be into it. Mm. But we have Bakura in the OG. He's dark as fuck, man, with his little Yeah, actually he is pretty dope. I do I do like um Bakura. 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 Mm. 
So, okay, we we have we have kind of been jumping all over the place, but maybe we should do a bit more debating. So, Yu-Gi-Oh is nothing is nothing if not the cards. And I think Yu-Gi-Oh GX has better. You said in your Try in your opening statement that they have some of the most iconic cards in Yu-Gi-Oh. And I will give you that. Some of the most iconic cards are there, but I think that's just because more people have watched Yu-Gi-Oh than have watched GX. GX, Jaden's deck in GX is some of the funnest cards we ever see committed to Yu-Gi-Oh. The elemental heroes are great. Wingman, Bastinatrix, Clayman, Sparkman, Bubble Heart, Bubble Man, Wild Heart, Blade Edge. All great. And the main crux of his deck being a fusion deck means it's always leading to interesting and fun combination of cards to win. Where Yu-Gi-Oh, it's always the same boring things. Yu-Gi-Oh Moto is always doing Dark Magician, Swords of Revealing Light, Magical Hats. <laughs> all the same. Celtic Guardian. Like he he's his deck seems to be a random hodgepodge. There's no central theme apart from the magicians. Yeah, they're definitely it's definitely Okay. My deck that I like to deal with is based around the Armor Dragon, which is GX. Yes, so Armor, Armor Dragon, Dragon level two no three, five, five and seven. Seven and Fucking ten. Sick. Chaz's Chaz's cards that he wins from the um separate duel academy where he um, learns about the value of cards. Yeah, I do like I have a dragon deck. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost all dragons. Lord of D is a great card, comes from the OG series. There are yeah. some there are some good ones, but like the effects the effect monsters aren't as good in the OG series because they were more focusing on um, spell cards and yep. trap cards than that. They're, when you talk about r- real-world application, like so many people are dueling, yeah. <laughs> when you talk about actually dueling, there are definitely better... GX is the the pinnacle of, of cards because yeah. after that you get fucking XYZ like summoning and all of this bullshit. Yeah, GX is the last bastion of original kind of dual monsters. Yeah, the the good mechanics yeah. of it. Um and they definitely hit a pinnacle. And all of the good cards from the OG series are banned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like basically they're all Swords broken. of Revealing Light, um Swords of Concealing Darkness, um, I was uh, Heart of Greed. I was watching a um a uh FTK Yu-Gi-Oh video today. Um so that's a first turn kill video. So it's basically Decks that is designed to win Yu-Gi-Oh in in the first opening hand, and so many of them used. I think like three different ones used uh, Catapult Turtle, yeah, from the OG. Like a, apparently, it's like the most broken card. Like yeah. it was every like yeah, three of these FTK decks were using Catapult Turtle. Summer and I both had FTK um, hands. Like mm. it just wasn't guaranteed that yeah. if you pulled like, but there was a good chance that mine was. I like to have the Armored Dragon or Troop Dragon or Mask Dragon. Mine yep. were based around so that I could keep something on the board until it came around next turn and then I could get higher monster and, like, mm. it was pretty easy for me to, to stay on there. I fucking – also, just a little – I fucking love playing this game. Like, yeah, I, I love mean – I love playing this game. We should do – yeah, like, so back – man, it would have been – 
fuck, I would have been pretty young, but one of the best Christmas presents I ever received was, um, and they, this was a great bit of marketing that the... Diaries and Dummies? No, it wasn't Diaries and Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> it was Door Monsters and Dingers. <laughs> um, no, um, one of the great bit of promotions that the, the company, uh, Tanami? Yeah, Tanami yeah. did for, for Yu-Gi-Oh! is they released themed decks that you could just buy. So it made shopping for, like, parents shopping for kids so much easier. Yeah. Because my parents just asked me what my favourite... Yu-Gi-Oh character was and I said Joey Wheeler and they just went out and bought <laughs> really? me yeah it was my favorite character so they went out and bought me the Joey Wheeler deck so I had I had Flame Swordsman I had um Red Eyes Black Dragon I had Baby Dragon Time Magician Ancient Dragon I had the I had the whole shebang so and that was awesome because I got to emulate the exact deck that I saw on TV um to to play against but that being said with that deck I never won a single duel. <laughs> it was a bad yeah. deck. So it, it, that was tricky. But like when I finally started buying cards for myself and I built my first deck, the the first deck I built similar to to um, Jaden's deck from GX was a deck built around fusions. Because fusion cards in, I think, I don't know if that was just home homebrew rules, but fusion cards weren't actually in... Your deck? No, they're in extra. Extra deck. deck. Yeah. So I, I, I just found it interesting that I could build an extra deck, and use that alongside my regular deck. I think it was like thirty to sixty in your um deck, and I think your extra deck you could have up to fourteen or something. Like yeah, that. I think they it, only it's they, 40, 40 cards per deck for a game now. What they they dropped it down. It's forty. Yeah, it used to be up to sixty. No, it's forty. I actually was looking at it today, and how many life points do you think you have? Four thousand. It's eight thousand. Yeah, sick. That's what we used to do. Yeah, same. We would do up to sixty. You thirty to sixty and eight thousand life, life points. points yeah. And there was no banned cards for us. You could only have up to. You could have up to three of each card mm. and no bands, which made it so much fun. And Summer had um, three Pot of Greeds. Wow, I'd that's gross. Like, uh, I had three Dark Holes. I think I always ran around with three Just Desserts. <laughs> um, yeah, there was no cap on the um, on the original deck size. And then there's mm. this um, guy, I can't remember his name, in did like the most successful trolling of Yu-Gi-Oh! ever and came in with like a... I think it was like 2,222 card deck. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That had heaps of like, um, based around heaps of cards that got you to go through your deck and find other cards oh, and shuffle yuck. and all of that. Yeah. He was part of the judging of it and um, said it was shitty that there was no maximum deck. So he did this. There's a picture of these two dudes with fedoras carrying this huge big deck. Like they're dressed up like the Blues Brothers over their shoulder. And after that, a max card limit came in. Yeah. I can't believe we are. Only forty cards now. Yeah, I was uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but yeah, I what, what it was I was up to sixty. What I was reading was uh, maximum deck, deck size was forty. Maybe that was in the anime. Um, complete let's, silence while we're googling. yeah. Let's not both Google it. Yeah. Um, getting back to the cards, the thing that I enjoy most about GX and that there were 60. 40 minimum forty, maximum sixty. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I was wrong. Um, the thing that I enjoy about GX and I think makes it better that we do admittedly get a few hints of in the original Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's never with the main cast. It's always with side characters and villains 
is the idea of a themed deck, a deck built around a specific monster type that has some relation to the the user of the deck. Yeah, I found that the most fun. I love dragons, always have. I was mm. a kid that got the um, Dr. Edward Drake's Dragonology books mm. from like Scholastic. I have mm. a mad collection of them. I've got one in the other room, buddy. I'll I show you love out. dragons, man. so good. Um, and I found a lot of success in building a themed deck because mm. you can get specific spell cards that work with like all dragon types or all fiend types or all um, X... X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, Summer, like who I do it against most, his deck. So for anyone who doesn't know, Summer's a friend of mine. <laughs> it's a friend of the show. I was going to say, yeah. I'm friend, friend, I'm, I like yeah. Summer too. We're yeah, friends, friends, I suppose. Of everyone Jesus. On the, friends of everyone on the podcast has, has dueled John and, and Flash and... Um, uh, fucking Josh for sure. Josh, yeah. yeah. Summer, all, how you doing, bud? God, yeah. I hope you're listening to this. Yeah, I really hope against all odds that you're listening to this too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, his deck was not really built around a specific theme, but I thought that was crap. I loved my dragon deck and I'm like, yeah. And I could imagine myself in the anime with like the Lord of D coat. Mm. <laughs> but like the, the theme decks in GX are so good. Do you, have you watched much GX? Yeah. Oh, the Australian deck. Yeah. <laughs> so Chumley, Chumley Huffleton, who's a character, uh, it's the best name ever. Who's a he's he's only in like one See, season. Ridiculous! Why do they come up with this ridiculous it's shit? It's so great, but he he fights with a an Australian animal themed deck, yeah. and it's fucking so great. But again, fusion. There's so much focus on fusion in this. I mean, this was the era of fusion, but we also get like um, Hasselberry. He does the dinosaur deck. I mentioned that one before. Um, Jesse Anderson, who's a who's a character that gets introduced into season three and is probably the best character throughout the series. He uses these crystal monster d- cards that are just so cool. And he's kind of paired off with Jaden from the start as his rival slash contemporary. He's and like the only one close to his, le- they only really get people close to Jaden's level in season three. Yeah. We get Before all that, these, everyone o- else is below him. We get all these overseas champions. We get Jesse Anderson. We get Axel Brody who has got this sick, like gun dual disc thing. It's fucking <laughs> wicked. And Jim Crocodile cook and uh, Adrian. <laughs> Gecko. <laughs> so great. Um, but like all these theme decks we see, we, and we see so many of them. There's like a vampire theme deck. There's um, a mechanical like um, Transformers theme deck. There's this sick um, deck by Bastion who who's in all three seasons, but his relevance drops off sharply uh, towards the end where he's this kind of elemental scientist guy and all his cards are like base element dragons and Hydra- stuff like that. Uh, Hyd- Hydragon. Hydragon or whatever it is. Oxy. Um, Oxidactyl. Oxidactyl like and they fuse into Water Dragon. Yeah. And it's the Hydradon is a great card. Yeah. That is another one like I used to like the Troop Dragon or um, Mask Dragon um, for like you just – there will be something on your fucking like – Yeah. On on your field for the next turn to sacrifice because yeah. it's just – You're like, oh, I'll kill it. Radio, cool. Here's another one. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Pegasus, he has a fucking theme deck. Yeah, the one theme. Okay, May has a theme deck based around the harpies. Two, both who aren't main characters. Yeah. So what? There's there's a bug weevil. Oh, has fucking a bug deck. That is that is the best episodes from the island too. That's when um is that the first time you see um skull Yu-Gi-Oh skull monster. 
Um, summon skull. Summon skull. Yes, oh, wicked. Yeah. Um, I love. Then also, breaking ground. Shino. I like bugs from fucking Naruto. Tell me that they're not the same thing. Got the stupid little glasses. Both like bugs. Oh, Naruto I'm came out way before this. <laughs> fucking so so before this. That's fucking insane. <laughs> But, like, as I said, all those great theme decks are not... Like, there's even a dinosaur kid in there. Yeah, there is. Who, yeah. Who's not a main character. None of the main characters have cool, interesting theme decks. And Yugi, yeah. uh, Jaden's deck in GX, it goes from um, elemental heroes and then pivots into a new kind of alien deck because there's this whole subplot that he won a competition when he was young through KyberCorp to shoot make his own cards. And then shoot them into shoot space. Shoot them into space. And then so they turned into dumb. real cards. They're no, so it's fucking dumb. cool. And then they got... Yu-Gi-Oh's possessed by an ancient pharaoh, okay? Yeah. They... So? Dumb. It's dumb. No, it's not. Cards it's... going into space and coming back as real life things. Smart. Big brain um. stuff. It's only wrinkles, not. only wrinkles on brains that come up with that no stuff. No way, that's so smooth. Fuck off. Like, oh, and then he actually, he showed you these shitty little cards that he hand drew into space because Seto Kaiba. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, it's so, all of their shit is so dumb. School, sees card spirits, cards shot into space. Yeah. Some dude carries around a living crocodile everywhere he goes. Yeah, he's what Australian. It's what we do, cunt. <laughs> it's fucking what we do. Um. Just want to give a little shout out to um, a YouTube channel, Melon T, um, for giving me good. Is that the Australian chick? I don't um, person. Is it a chick? I don't know. I I would just say Australia. They're definitely Australian, Australian person. Yeah, I, I fucking watch so much of their channel yeah, too. They have massive shout very out. Very good stuff. Yeah, very good. I actually I've got to hit Philip. Misgendered, misgendered yeah. Again, yeah. my bad. Um, hands down, got to hit them up to see if they can come on because they had uh, such a depth of knowledge. When I was going through, there was a couple channels that I went through, but that was a really good one. Their one was really good too. Like, yeah, help bring back some stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, so we should probably. How many episodes of OJ Yu Gi Oh did you watch for this? Um, for this, yeah. Or oh, oh, broken up. Probably like thirty. Yeah, broken up. So I, I start to finish. I binge through a bunch of GX because it's so available. Yeah, it's all on YouTube. It's fucking. I have a VHS of this. I've got DVDs like right up there, actually, of Yu Gi Oh. Um, but like the um, I watched like sixty to eighty episodes of GX broken up over the three seasons. Yeah, I had I had seen it all before, but I watched a lot more subbed than I have ever before. Yeah, because you're not able to read, so that's interesting. I can read, thank you. No, <laughs> I'm fucking really forced. No, fuck is. I just because I like dub doesn't mean I can't fucking read. Believe it. <laughs> Why would you like dub? It's trash. Dub's fine. It's so fine. It's fine. There are very few dubs that are that bad that you have to watch the sub. Most dubs are fine. No way, they're terrible. And just like Mel and T pointed out, the Dubbing is terrible. Oh, the Just dubbing like Yu-Gi-Oh is fucking they did bad. Pokemon is terrible, which I'm... It's for all four kids, man. Yeah. Four kids are fucking which I'm monsters. currently watch every single night to go to sleep to the um, Pokemon Indigo series. Oh, really? Yeah. You're re-watching? And yeah. Like, I've been re-watching it for 
since it came on Netflix. Fuck yes, <laughs> yeah. brother. That's what so I go to sleep good. to. Um, so good. But yeah, they, how they call the rice balls donuts. Like, oh. oh, donuts. And it's just such lazy, such lazy, lazy dubbing, which really is what really gets it for me. They've so much epic stuff put into dialogue, as you know, with like GX. Mm. So much put into dialogue that then they just like shit all over with this lazy dub. Yeah, well, like, GX is notoriously rated as one of the worst seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! And it's yeah. always been a bit of a thorn in my side because when I first watched GX, I, I was immediately an avid with it. I fucking loved it. And I couldn't understand why why people hated it. And upon when I started, when we started doing research for this episode and I, I watched a few, well, mainly when I watched that first big chunk of, like, 20 episodes from season one, I was like, yeah, no, I kind of, I kind of get it now. It is... It is kind of shitty. Um, and then Tyson just handed me two very, very fucked looking Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but it is a red eyes, black dragon, a blue eyes, white dragon. In my wallet all of the time. Very nice. Yeah, they're fucked and it's so funny because then like first, this one's first edition. Yeah, too, they'd actually like, be worth some money. They would have. Yeah. Yeah, so they carry. I carry these two all of the time to keep the heart of my cards close by me as oh, well as fuck a, the heart a get out of jail Free card. Free card. And uh, Ace of Spades. Just fucking hell. But if we're talking about cards, sure. In the game, you got some better cards in GX. Some less broken ones too. But if we're talking about cool ass shit, OG. All the fucking way. Okay. No, though. Because... Okay. Admittedly, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Dope. Three Eyes, uh, Three Head... Blue eyes, white dragon. Blue eyes, ultimate dragon. Thank you. Fucking wow. Red eyes, black dragon. That's fine. Um, Jinzo. Dark. No, Jinzo is fucking shit. But like dark magician, really cool cards. But like in GX, we get elemental hero, flame wingman. Oh, elemental hero, nails element. H for hero cards. The like rainbow the- dragon. Is admittedly a bit cool. Yeah. I guess I skew more towards the dragon. Cyber dragon. Get, yeah, and you get. Water dragon. You get fire dragon. <laughs> you get armor dragons as well too. Mm. But no, no, even say disregarding the Egyptian the dragons. Cards will fuck them up. Obelisk but will fuck them up. You get I really mean, cool cards like um. Oh, you get a lot of play with Winged Karibo, which is a a really great. <sighs> no, Winged Karibo is fucking cute Flame. as shit. Oh. It's, it's, fucking, it's, it's such a. It's gonna be it's such so a stand. Okay, if we'll we'll move on Sorry. from cards because we've been fucking banging on about cards. Okay, now I think any good show comes down to characters. Outside of the main characters, who would you put forward in Yu Gi Oh OG as a shining example of good character work? Um, Mokuba. So that's Kaiba's younger brother. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Mokuba is cool and, like, he gets shat on by his older brother, which, like, sucks for him. But mm. he tries and he's got – he's such a sweetheart. He's, he's such a little a rapscallion, little isn't he? Yeah, he's a little sweetie. Mm. Bakura? Oh, Bokura? Uh, Bakura. 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 Yeah. Bakura is fucking epic, he, Really man. sinister, too. I'll, so I'll give you that. Epic. He's so fucking sinister. Yeah. Um, He's – Uncle or grandpa, grandpa, sorry. He's really cool. Poor bastard gets <laughs> trapped. The All of the cool stuff you get to, like, get through the pharaoh, all of this, like, fleshing out. I don't really 
like when he starts to become an actual main character yeah. rather than just a device through which Yugi's story yeah. is told. There's a lot of really cool stuff that you learn through all of that. Yeah, and I'll give you that the, all the characters you just mentioned there are really fun and interesting, but my one rebuttal would be you have two of the most bland, boring main characters who are saddled with the main crew the whole time. What, Tristan? And Tristan and... <laughs> yeah. Fucking... <laughs> put a bullet through my brain. Yeah, Fuck so they're boring and vanilla. The And oh, yeah. look, G- GX has its boring and vanilla characters, but it changes and grows and phases those characters out. Yeah, admittedly, the season one ro- you know, roster of Jaden, Cyrus, Alexis, Chaz, uh, Bastion is, is pretty shit. The, whenever you say, sorry to interrupt, whenever you say Chaz, reminds me of, have you watched um, Disenchantment? The first 40 minutes. Oh, okay. There's a character named Chaz. That show does not get good, I've heard. It's <laughs> fucking bad. No, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost. Um, but those, those, those characters that we get in the, in the first season, they're, they're not as interesting. <clears throat> they're, they're kind of bland and boring. Yeah. If it was original Yu-Gi-Oh, we would have been saddled with them for the whole series like we are with Tristan. But no, we, we grow and change and we get Hassleberry. We get... What is the crocodile's name again? Uh... It's weird because it has two names. In the dub, it's Shirley, but in the sub, I'm pretty sure it's Karen. Yeah, it is. It's Karen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, we get, you know, Jim Crocodile Cook, who we've mentioned. <laughs> we get Adrian Geeko. Like, we get these fun, interesting characters that are crazy designed, crazy decks, crazy accents for most of them. And yeah. GX gives us an interesting cast. Admittedly, you have to slog through the first season, which I just want to illustrate is fucking not good <laughs> it's not good yeah but it is i don't think it is the groundwork for three amazing seasons of tv they, season two three and four are spectacular they don't really have good first seasons in Yu-Gi-Oh. notoriously no well i mean okay are we talking season one of Yu-Gi-Oh? or are we talking season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh? did you know about season, season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh? oh what when they have like playing cards yeah, so, so <laughs> yeah, ba- no. <laughs> based off the based off the manga made in like the early nineties, like eight years before the original Yu Gi Oh came out, or before Yu Gi Oh came out, yeah. And it's just like fucking four kids that are real good at gambling and just gambling a bunch of different games. It's great. <laughs> yeah, fucking no. go out and give it a watch. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so do we do we have any closing statements? Or well, up? my closing statement is. I thought I had this in the bag, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really, really did. You came in cocky. I'll give you that. Yeah, I really, really did. Um, confidence is what makes it, I guess. But no, you've raised some very good points. Mm. I don't want to concede, but you have raised some really good points. I will say the fact that the the iconicness of these cards, if you show someone Armored Dragon Level 5 or Hydragon or fucking Neo... Elemental, Elemental hero, hero Neos. Um, they're like, oh, okay. If you show them blue eyes, white dragon, like, oh, that's that that yeah that game with the the with the kid with the weird lightning hair. time to debate. Yes. Um, I I think the fact that it is the OG makes it better. If we're talking about the the nostalgia value, the aesthetics of it, the um, 
the the tugging on your heartstrings, which I guess is still nostalgia. Mm. <laughs> the way it looks, sounds, feels, it's it's so cool. It was not like anything we'd seen before. There's nothing like it. And then GX came in and just recycled a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. Mm. Okay. I I will again I I I don't want to concede to you. You have made some very good points and I will, I will give it to you that the uh, the iconicness of the original series has definitely penetrated through. And if it wasn't for the original series, we'll have nothing for, for GX and subsequent series to build off. And the, the, the original series does have a certain charm about, about it. And um, we didn't really get into the animation look, but the original series is, uh, is a beautiful snapshot of early 2000s animation. It's, it's fucking yeah. beautiful. Um, but... And I, I've mentioned this before, like repeatedly. GX is is a journey. It is it is way more of a of a development and a growth of characters in a series, where the dueling is is front and center, but the character development is is the the driving force. And I think GX is it's the sequel that outshines the original while paying homage. And yes, it is recycled from the original, but much like modern day technology, we recycle the old into new and the new is not necessarily better than the old, but it is new. But you, sorry, you mentioned Terminator 2. You yes. can't have Terminator 3 without Terminator 2. You can't. You watch Mad Max Fury Road. You can watch that without watching the OG. Mm. You could erase Yu-Gi-Oh! GX from existence and flow straight on, and you wouldn't notice it was gone. There's nothing, nothing quintessential about that. It can't stand on its own, and it can be gone, and it doesn't support anything afterwards. Yes, but isn't the very nature of its futility, the fact that it <laughs> slips through our hands, like, <laughs> moments in time, like this very moment, Tyson, the fact that it is not grounded in this universe, the fact that it... Needs not exist, but does. Its perseverance through the futility of its own existence is what makes it something. We should probably end on closing statements there, buddy. It's been an absolute ripper of a of a podcast. Neither of one of us will concede. We'll leave it there. Join us for March Madness as we kick on. It's going to be absolutely fun. Check out the socials. It's been an absolute ripper to get you here, Tyo. Yeah, it's always fun coming in, man. Check us out on Lords of Dorktown at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can email the pod at uh, lordsofdorktown at gmail.com. And Tell us who won. Yeah, man, hit us up. Let us know who won, which is it, OG or GX. Let us know. You want to sign us off, Tyo? Radio, stay dorky. Yoo!